Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Why Don't We Talk About This podcast. I'm your host, Paula McMillan Perez, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist. On today's episode, you're going to hear me talking about me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> all jokes aside, um, I wanted to share a little bit about what came up for me over this past weekend, which kind of motivated this episode. I was in attendance at the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference in Las Vegas, hosted by my and the number one therapist business coach, Dr. Takesha Jackson-Rudd, a.k.a. Dr. TK. And this was very transformative, transformational. Um, And it was just a lot for me, not just because of my own physical disabilities and actually having to get on a plane and go to Vegas, um, but it was important for me to be able to go because one of the things, and I'll speak about this a little bit later, that I learned um, early on in the pandemic was that it's really valuable and actually in a lot of ways invaluable to personally and professionally develop yourself. This is not something that gets talked about in a lot of communities. Um, And then depending on what your chosen job or career path is, it's also something that doesn't always get highlighted in the way that it should. And... Part of the reason that I bring this up is in this space at this conference, um, I was able to meet a few people in person in, in my coaching program. Um, and it was really nice because, you know, when you're on Zoom, you see people in a box like, yeah, you have like a vibe. But like when you meet them in person, it's like, oh, my God, this is real life. Um, but honestly, being in a conference room full of folks who are also therapists, but um, are in different disciplines. So marriage and family counselors, professional counselors, mental health counselors, doctors of psychology, um, PhDs and PsyDs. And it was just really nice that at the root of all of our work, all of our collective experience, all of our collective degrees, here we are in this space just trying to learn and identify how to be our best selves, how to live in abundance, and how to support our clients with that. Plus, they look like me. I don't really go to very many conferences where there is a significant amount of diversity in the room. And sometimes, honestly, that is just due to access. So when I'm able to participate in conferences and with other professional growth opportunities with other individuals and communities of color, I really jump at that because it's not something we see a lot of and I would love to be a part of making that more plentiful. But um, part of the reason that it's also super impactful in addition to being with like-minded people is that we know, and I've talked about this before, that there are folks who historically and even till this day do not have access to mental health services. And that can be due to a plethora of different factors, socioeconomic status, um, culture, stigma. And then there are those who may have access, but because of some of those similar reasons, um, they just haven't engaged. So it's all the more reason why I'm like, all right, well, I want to do a better job at this. And even to be completely honest, one of the things that I realized that even though I've done all these episodes of this podcast, I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure if y'all know what it is that I do. Um, I have mentioned that I've worked in schools. Y'all know I'm a social worker. But uh, my first business, Personalize Your Coaching, is a coaching practice. And one of the things that I do is 
I work with schools and school districts to promote SEL learning, to provide professional development to their school counselors, their school social workers, sometimes even paras, provide workshops to families and school communities. And how do you engage with your kids? How do you have these difficult conversations? And I got a little something extra coming up on the coaching side, which you'll hear about more. And earlier this year, 2023, I opened up a group therapy practice, Personalize Your Therapy. And in addition to serving communities, and I am an ADHD and anxiety therapist, that's like my wheelhouse, it's what I treat. One of the things that I also wanted to make sure happened was that we also have clinicians in communities of color that are people of color who are providing the support the support and the type of care that unfortunately we don't have enough of. If you look at the statistics and the numbers for black, brown, indigenous people, Latinx, South Asian, Indian, the list goes on, there aren't historically a lot of those providers. Currently, there aren't a lot of those providers. So one of the things that I think is really important to me is to leave a legacy of individuals that are continuing to carry the torch because... Some of these therapists out here, y'all, no shade to them, but they could be doing better. So that's part of the reason for my own professional development. But I also want to talk a little bit about personal development. We sleep on that, like point blank period. Like I'm not trying to come for nobody behind this, but if you feel in some type of way, you sitting here like, girl, I'm feeling attacked. You need to do a little mirror, mirror, which is what I refer to as a reflection to figure out like why that's coming up for you. So I'll give you an example. Some of us don't recognize the value um, of making or taking, depending on what your personal situation is, the time and space to develop yourself and move beyond right now. So like where you are right now in this stage in 2023, you could be completely fine with that, comfortable with where you are, your situation, your surrounding, cool. But are you cool with being in that exact same place and space that you are right now in 2023 and 2025? in 2030, some of us don't think that way. So I just want you to give that some thought because if you're not, there are some things that regardless to where you are in your station, let's say, or your place in life, that you could possibly do to develop. And I'm a big believer in the one thing method. Many of us have so many different things that we have going on in life that we're juggling and it's like, I can't take on anything else. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't know how to make this work. That's all valid. And I'm not trying to take that away from you at all. But if you choose one thing, if you cannot figure out how to navigate that one thing, there are people that you have access to that can support you in doing that. And you might be like, well, you just saying that because you a therapist and you a coach and you do all these things. And no, I'm not saying it like that. Because even people that really struggle with identifying their strength and identifying support, sometimes they have ideas of what can happen and who they can talk to. But the struggle is the actual action piece. That is what we as folks struggle with the most. That could be because of fear. That could be because of anxiety. That could be because of lived experience. That could be because of childhood trauma. Like, I could go down this list. But if you have the idea, then you're not stuck. If you don't have the idea, but you know that, like, what's happening right now ain't working, that's a whole different story and possibly another episode. But I want you to give some thought to like what the value is to you, both personally and professionally. You might not even be in the space where you could talk about both. You'd be like, nah, that's like you you doing too much right now. All right, cool. Where do you want to begin? 
Are you good with where you are right now? That's a good question to ask yourself. If you're like, yo, she's doing too much, asking for too much mirror mirror right now, all right, I'm going to fall back a bit. But I do encourage you to come back to this episode and explore some of these mirror mirror reflection questions when you have a chance. But I want to just kind of bring this all back a little bit to say for me, because I think it's important for me to kind of speak about like my own journey, because again, Sometimes we're not talking about this. And I can't honestly think about very many people I've spoken about it with. So here I am being my own case study. I know we burned out up talking about the pandemic, so I'll keep this brief. When quarantine happened, I had a really dope self-care plan. As somebody at the time that was working in schools, in middle school, and y'all know these middle schoolers, there's a lot going on with them. I was very proud of the fact that I developed those, those systems the frequency in which I was utilizing them to kind of keep myself above board. Quarantine happens. We pretty much have to shift quickly into remote learning, not just for school staff, but for families and parents as well. So all of those things that were working for me and feeling successful in my self-care plan, out the damn window. I could try some of those things. It wasn't working. In addition, some of us, our self-care plan included doing things outside of the home. So when everything closed down for safety reasons, the access was gone. And in addition to that, there were many of us that were very alone in our thoughts because the hustle and bustle of life, especially those folks that are living in cities, metropolitan areas, you know, there was a lot going on and it just stopped. You were alone with a lot of the things that you really realistically did not have time to think about or address because you were commuting, you were dropping your kids off, you had work projects, after work things, and now that has shifted. And then there are some of us who could have never been alone in our thoughts because maybe we had anxiety. So that threw it into overdrive. Or maybe now all of your children or your partner or extended family members are now in your home because you know that you cannot go to different places, nor can your children go to school. So you have to support them in navigating what at the time was the new normal. So that's a piece of it as well. And let's think about the folks that were in relationships. Some people partnered up. And other people broke up and they were stuck in the same place or at least feeling like they were because there was nowhere else to go. So there's a lot of different things that happened during those early days of the pandemic that have trickled down and created shifts in our mindset, shifts in our thinking. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we are just in a different era of this pandemic. It is not over. And I think for several of us, that is a very challenging idea to grapple with. And I think it's important that we give it some thought as well. Like, what does it look like for you right now, regardless to whether you decided to take a vaccine, take a booster, not go back into the office, you're working remotely, you're a career changer, you have been a part of a very dramatic shift in our society. You have been a part of the collective trauma that takes place when we go through something as massive as a global pandemic. So outside of all of that, Identifying the loss of life and the fear that was associated, one of the biggest things that we lost, which I think is important in relation to this conversation, is that there was a lack of contact. The way that we interact and engage with people dramatically changed. Outside of your home, for the most part, you weren't interacting with people. 
you were not feeling the same type of connection that you might have had in 2018, in 2016. You weren't feeling that the same way because there was a gap due to the restrictions that were placed upon us to hopefully bring the numbers down of individuals that were contacting um, the coronavirus and getting ill. And with that, it impacted how we process and access our community. For some, those bonds were broken. For others, it has been very hard to change. So I identify as an introvert now because I am not the same person that I was prior to for a variety of different reasons. And yeah, my anxiety, ADHD, they rough, they was kicking up. But the way I navigate interactions due to that lack of access has changed. I didn't anticipate it until I was in the situation, which is another reason why development is, is appropriate and important. Am I okay with that? Mostly, but I want to be able to navigate places and spaces closer to the way that I did before. And as a result of that, I have to do that work. I want to continue to develop and grow my businesses because I want to be able to serve the individuals that could be benefited from the services or who can learn from my amount of experience in this profession. But in order for me to do those things, I have to learn how. I have skills that I need to develop. If I want to improve on my personal, my familial, my romantic relationship, I have to do that work. Now, granted, some of us would be like, well, why are you the one doing all the work? Like, the people that you engage with should be doing the work too. That could be something they benefit from. No lie. However, not everyone is ready when you are ready. I want you to think about that for a minute. When you're ready to take that step, when you are ready to make that change, you may be the only person that is ready in that moment. And that's okay. But there's this thing called modeling, y'all. That sometimes, yo, check this out for real, for real. Sometimes when we set a boundary, sometimes we learn a new skill and we practice it. Sometimes we use an I statement. I think, I feel, I believe. We are modeling what that behavior could look like to a person that doesn't use it to a person that doesn't know what it is, to a person that could benefit from a possible mind shift or utilizing a different way to appropriate or communicate. Maybe appropriate wasn't the right word, but at least communicate a different line of thinking. So modeling is a really powerful tool that we can use in our personal life. It is a tool that I have utilized in both, you know, my therapeutic and, you know, strategic work. But it's something that especially related to our own development If you don't know how to do something and you see somebody that knows how to do it, ask them. You don't feel comfortable asking them, ask someone you feel comfortable asking. This is how you start the process. It's the first step. That old, I forget whose saying it was, but like the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. We got to take the step and the step is the action. Developing is an action. Leadership is an action. So we need to start with the actions. And some of y'all are like, all right, she's doing too much right now. And that's fine. But this information is here when you need it, however you want to synthesize it. So as a result, I'm not trying to hit y'all over the head, but I'm going to leave you with a little mirror, mirror activity. And if you remember, mirror, mirror, like, uh, I believe it's Snow White. This is embarrassing. I should know this. So mirror, mirror, um, we hold up the mirror. The mirror is going to show us the reflection. It's not going to hide the flaws. 
It's not going to have, you know, a perfect ring light, the perfect lighting. It's not going to airbrush. It's going to show us exactly what's there. So my mirror, mirror activity for you is describe what fills your bucket. Like, I want you to paint a picture verbally or, you know, even if you have those artistic skills, paint it. And when I say fills your bucket, you're like, what is that? What are the things that fill you up? The things that make you feel whole, that make you feel seen, that make you feel supported, that make you feel, like feel something. And can you describe what is happening or who you are with when you're feeling like your best self? When you are feeling joy, when you are feeling abundant, describe what's happening around you or who brings that out of you or who supports that to come out of you. Sometimes we're not aware of these things. So that's why doing a little reflection activity and actually like mapping it out could like help us process or identify things that are right in front of us sometimes that we don't have an awareness of or remind us when we're kind of in the middle of it or we going through it that you know what? We have a little something. And I say all of this to you because this is not easy. Like, yes, uh, Dr. TK is my business coach. I followed her and her content on Instagram. If you're interested, therapist Dr. TK Psych on Instagram. But I followed her content for a while. She spoke at the Millennial Social Work Conference last year. I didn't sign up right away. I had a lot of doubt. I had some anxiety around what this meant about being told that I wasn't doing things well enough. But that was all internal. And if I wanted to do the same things I said I wanted to, grow and support and heal and partner, I needed someone who knew the ropes, who's been through it before, who questioned themselves, maybe not as much as I did, but to show me how to shift my mindset and do the work. And like she says, take fast action. Because taking fast action, you don't think about it. You just do it. You start, you stumble, you start again. But that's the thing. If you sit on it, you know you can rationalize yourself into it out of anything. So if you're moving fast enough to start that action piece, because it is the action, it's the verb of it, it's the meat, that's what you do. Because some of y'all out here... Again, not throwing shade, just some observations. We catching flights, not feelings. What does that mean? Like, you can travel. You can enjoy yourself. But what are you feeling when you travel? Are you feeling a sense of peace, adventure? Like, you're still feeling something. And for those of you that's like, girl, you know it's not about that. It's about, like, this dude. Nah. It's unfortunate if you are in a place and a space where you have been hurt by someone that you cared about or you don't feel like the person that you're with is supporting you or honoring you the way that you feel best. But not catching feelings, not having feelings is going to significantly impact your ability to grow personally or professionally. I'm going to tell you that right now. Y'all can fact check me if you want. Read your diary, do whatever you need to do. That is a no-go for me. In addition, you know what? You got a budget for wine, going out to happy hours, shopping. That's great. How are you focusing on yourself? The things that you can't take from you tangibly, the things that you can't reach out and touch. How are you budgeting for that? You smoking weed. One of <laughs> the my favorite therapists that I follow on Instagram, Marvin Tolliver, says budget for therapy the way you budget for wine and weed. So I'm going to remix that a little bit. 
budget for your personal and professional development and this is not just monetarily though but that is that does play a role budget for your personal and professional development the way you budget for wine weed and wandering the world because those things are important to you for a variety of different reasons cool but make sure that you are also a priority and take a look at what that looks like so run back that mirror mirror run back this episode if and when you're ready because right now might not be the time and figure out what steps that you need to take so that you could be a better version of yourself than you were in 2023 until next time The Why Don't We Talk About This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for mental health care. It is hosted by me, Paula McMillan-Perez, and is produced by Fonzie Tri Media.